0: For anyone still reeling from not getting Taylor tickets uh, on the pre-sale on Wednesday, Ticketek has dropped the doozy of all doozies with an insider at Ticketek claiming to Aussie media that there was no first come first serve basis on that waiting lobby.
1: I'm sorry, what? It wasn't a queue, like you didn't get ordered based on when you arrived.
0: No, it was a free for all. The good news, is it good news? It's going to mean more panic, but I guess it's the best news out of all of this, is there now are, of course, additional shows in both Melbourne and Sydney. Those will go on sale later today at the same time as the general sale for the OG shows. But I honestly do not know if I can cope with that uh, waiting lobby
1: trauma. How much do you reckon you have to pay someone to sit in the lobby for you?
0: Ooh. I wonder if, if I could train Bean in the next couple of hours before the Sydney shows go on sale. Well,
1: you haven't trained him to do anything else in the entire time he's been alive, so I don't know if <laughs> this is going to be the time for some right. obedience okay. to kick in.
0: Moving on. Kia ora. This is Newsable. I'm Imogen.
1: And I'm Jono. And this is What's Worth Talking About. Another day, another government minister under fire. So what on earth is going on in the Labour Party?
0: Get those reusable shopping bags at the ready because from tomorrow, July the 1st, plastic is well and truly banned. We've got everything you need to know.
1: We're going to find out later today who will take the field for New Zealand on one of sport's biggest stages. The Football Fern Squad for the World Cup is named, so stay with us for a 101 on the Footy Ferns.
0: And Emil may not be here, but fun fact, Friday will persevere and will still happen.
1: And I will win.
0: No, you will not.
1: All that coming up in a moment here on Newsable.
0: Newsable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz support. This all feels eerily familiar. A story about a cabinet minister's office being toxic and the ensuing headlines about chaos in the government.
1: The latest minister in question is Kiri Tapu Allen after concerns about working relationships, inverted commas, in her office. But this is just another step in what seems to be a parade of ministerial missteps from the government. We've had Michael Wood with his shares, Stuart Nash with donors... Gentaniti being too slow to correct incorrect information she shared in the house, Mika Fiteli ditching Labour to join the Party Māori. just really not a good look for a government in election year.
0: So here to unpack all of this for us is Sunday Star Times editor and former Stuff political editor Tracy
2: Watkins. Kia ora, Tracy, thanks for being here. ora, thank you. Thank you for having me. Tracy, how
0: bad a look is all of this? O just listed off that that ministerial parade.
2: Yeah, I'm really glad you did that, Johnny, because I forgot at least one of those. <laughs> it's so many. It's all contributing to that sense of a government that's completely distracted by internal problems that it's got of ministers who aren't really performing and who are instead just creating chaos. And, and it looks like a government that hasn't got its eye on the job anymore. That's the problem for them. What's your
0: assessment about, again, the broader picture here, all of these missteps? Is
2: this showing signs that it's systemic within the Labour Party. All governments pick up baggage and all governments have ministerial scandals and mishaps. What tends to happen is that there's a little bit of a break between them, but there's no break between these two. It's sort of like one after the other. It's like the snowball that just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And I think that's the big problem for the government. Now, I'm, I'm sure Chris Hipkins must be thinking, OK, well, that must be the last of it. Surely there can't be any more. The problem is that we are we are actually in only now about two months out from an election. These are the sort of things that in a th- government's th- third term, the accumulation of these sort of scandals starts to just really chip away at the government, if you like. It tarnishes them too much. It's too much baggage and people just think, oh God, they're arrogant and entitled and it's time for them to move on. Some of those things happened while
0: Jacinda Ardern was still Prime Minister and now Chris Hipkins is left having to pick up the pieces once they have come to light. Has Chris Hipkins been thrown the worst hospital pass of all time here?
2: Look, I think he has been a little bit and I think it's probably... Fairly, you know, well-known that Jacinda Ardern's office, and there's probably lots of reasons for this because they had COVID. They were racing from one week to the next, dealing with crises that were beyond the normal scope of crises. But I think it did mean that her office was very reactive, that things did just fester away that really weren't dealt with. And I don't think she... She was a lot less hands-on, and her office was a lot less hands-on in dealing with these things than some of her predecessors. I think, you know, we used to see Helen Clark had her her right-hand woman, Heather Simpson, uh, who used to deal with all this stuff. John Key had Wayne Eagleson, who was infamously also extremely competent at tidying up these sort of things and heading them off. I don't think that Jacinda Ardern's office really had anyone doing the same thing. So I think it is now all coming to light and Chris Hipkins' office is having to deal with him and Hipkins is having to front issues that weren't of his making, but are his problem. Tracy Watkins, thank you so much for joining us and for your insight. Thank you.
1: In just a minute, we'll tell you why your weekend trip to the supermarket is about to change and what you need to start taking with you.
0: You can find us on TikTok or Insta. Remember, search for Newsable NZ. Get in touch. We love feedback. We love interacting with you. And if you want to go old school, flick us an email. Newsable at stuff.co.nz.
1: Okay, New Zealand, you are all going to have to up your organisational game when it comes to supermarket shopping from tomorrow and take your reusable veggie bags with you every single time you go.
0: What? Why?
1: Well, for the environment MO, uh, from July the 1st, set- Saturday, All single-use plastic produce bags will be consigned to history. That includes the little thin ones in the fruit and veggie section of the supermarket. This is all part of the government's plan to phase out 10 hard-to-recycle plastic items by 2025 and follows on from the banning of the big plastic grocery bags in 2019.
0: So here to tell us more about how all of this will work is Foodstuff's Sustainable Packaging Program Manager, Deborah Goulding. Kia ora, Deborah. What a title! Sure, it is a bit of a mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) So are we going to have apples rolling around in our trolley and baskets unless we remember to bring our own bags for them?
3: If you choose to do that, yes, <laughs> there are those who are happy to do it. But, um, you know, over the past couple of weeks, we've had lots of people giving us little tips and telling us how they do it. And I know there's some advice out there that you take a, a little, you know, one of the boxes from the front of the store or you put it one of the hand baskets, making sure that they're contained and not running around um, bruising and abusing themselves is, is definitely a good piece of advice.
0: Will you be handing out or have paid? paper bag options available as well for customers? Yes. um, The
3: pumpkin hour for for plastic bags (laughs) is midnight tomorrow night. uh, And then the stores will have paper bags in the produce departments specifically to help customers transition. I mean, the big message is really bring your own reusable bag because – Obviously, that makes the most sense.
0: Obviously, paper bags are a way better option, but there are some concerns that paper bags uh, aren't that green as an alternative because they're not made here. Is that correct? There's a
3: number of reasons they're not as green as you would imagine. I think paper bags, we all need to understand at some point in their life were a tree, mm. then a considerable amount of electricity and water was used to convert them into a bag. And even if it's a bag that's got a high recycled content to it, recycling is not It's not a magical process. It doesn't happen without having some impact on the planet.
0: And uh, those plastic bags in the fruit and veggie section aren't the only plastic uh, in the fruit and veggie section, actually, are they? Because there's uh, plastic racks, cucumbers, punnets of cherry tomatoes. What's going to happen with those? For the moment,
3: nothing, Mm. other than we've made sure that the plastics they are made from are curbside recycled. So all the little punnets you see or as you you know, whatever it is, whether it's holding berries or tomatoes, those are made from PET, which is plastic number one. Uh, and so that can be curbside recycled. If it is any of the soft plastic, you know, the plastic that's on the cucumber or the or the pillow that your your frilly lettuce comes in those can be recycled through the um, soft plastic recycling scheme.
0: Now, riddle me this, the little plastic stickers on fruits, I've always been told you can eat them and they're digestible, but then someone else has told me they are made of plastic. I don't know who told
3: you that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you should be eating them. I don't think it'll kill you. I don't think it'll kill you, but um, I certainly wouldn't advise anybody to be eating it. Definitely not something you want to put into your compost or you want to be eating for sure.
0: Sustainable packaging program manager, Deborah Golding, thank you so very much for your time. And I will stop eating the stickers on my apples.
3: Please don't eat them.
1: Imo, how did you cope when we all had to ditch the plastic supermarket bags and take the fabric ones with us? Were you one of those organized people who was just good to go day one?
0: Uh, yes, because I really enjoyed I think it was New World. I can't remember if Countdown did um, them, but, you know, like the bespoke, like the fashion shopping bags, like designed by Denise Cooper, or the ones that had bananas all over them. Loved those. Nikki Wells as well loves the little reusable bags that you can tuck into itself and just have like five million in your handbag.
1: Yeah. Mm. My husband, David, is a bit of a bag militant, and we have these little like mesh bags that are really soft that you can put your produce Uh in so it doesn't get damaged. And if I don't take those to the supermarket, then you can best believe I will hear about it when there's 14 tomatoes rolling around at the bottom of one of those big bags.
0: Here's a question you probably didn't expect for your Friday. What do cats and eggplants have in common?
1: Very little, I'd say. (laughs)
0: Well, yes, no, you're right, because they're the stars of Fun Fact Friday this week, so stay tuned to find out why.
1: And if you're enjoying what you're hearing, chuck us a like and a follow on your favourite podcast platform. It actually does help other people find us, so then you can have more friends who listen to us and you can talk about us.
2: If you don't have time to read the in-depth stories, or you just prefer to listen instead, The Long Read From Stuff is the podcast for you. you.
0: We're less than three weeks away till the start of the FIFA Women's World Cup. Less than three weeks. That snuck up bloody fast. I can't believe it. But today we're seeing a huge milestone with the naming of the Football Ferns squad. With us to have a look at who might be in that squad is Sky's Christina Eri. Kia ora, Christina. How are you going? Kia ora, Good. I can't wait. Just like you guys,
4: I feel like I've been talking about it for so long and it's finally happening and we're going to have a squad that we can hype this tournament up about too. And I think it will be quite an interesting one as well with what they named. So yeah, I can't
0: wait. Do we know who's going to be named or is there still going to be some surprises in there?
4: There's a lot of relief in a lot of ways. Uh, You know, we've got the likes of Rhea Percival. She's back from injury now. I remember talking to the coach, uh, Kirk and Clover, and she was saying, oh my goodness, thankfully we have her back. Thankfully we have her ready. We need that experience in this squad because what we are expecting is a squad that will be named up with a lot of experience. You know, the likes of Hannah Wilkinson, Katie Bowen, Ellie Riley, um, all play for big clubs overseas. But there will also be a lot of bolters in the squad and a lot of really young talent too that get, you know, a massive opportunity at home that every football fern in history would have been hoping that they had the chance to do. Who do you think will be surprise
0: inclusions?
4: I think the likes of uh, Millie Clegg is a big one. She's been with the Wellington Phoenix now. I mean, she's actually just had a meteoric rise in in football. You know, the Wellington Phoenix took her on. She's a striker which is what we need, because we need someone that can score goals. And she has that experience, and she has that big event experience, and that's something that Yika's seen and she likes. Uh, she can score goals at the under-17, under-20 World Cup, and we need someone that has that confidence, obviously, at this World Cup to achieve that.
0: Yeah, obviously the hype towards all this has been slowly building up, slowly building up. Obviously you're fizzing and uh, I'm fizzing. But do you get the sense that the rest of New Zealand is fizzing for this or do you think it'll be once the tournament actually kicks off, that first game is played, that New Zealand, as we so often do, start to really get behind it?
4: Yeah, it's one of those things with big events, you know. You can go over to the Olympic Games and we've we've had the privilege of obviously covering that too for Sky and It happens everywhere, you know, you can be there a week before and there might be signs and stuff around, but it's not until the actual opening ceremony that you go, wow, this is really happening and this feels like an Olympic Games. And the very same thing will happen here. It'll be a bit like the Lions Tours, if you remember them, or Mm. the, the Rugby World Cup, but even on a bigger scale than that because this isn't a sport, typically, that New Zealanders really get behind, you know, throughout the whole year like rugby. It's not our national sport. What we are seeing is flights booked out from the United States and the Netherlands. We're expecting thousands of pe- of people to flood in. So I think if you're in those big city centres like Wellington, Dunedin, Auckland, all of a sudden you'll start to go, whoa, who's in town? What's happening? Yeah. especially after yeah. COVID
0: as well, we haven't had that many visitors. Christina, Eddie, thank you so much for your time. And can't wait for midday when that squad's announced. I know, me too. Thank you so much. And you can watch all 64 FIFA Women's World Cup 2023 matches on Sky or stream on Sky Sport now.
1: I think you're conflating a whole bunch of issues.
0: You don't want to be held to account well, no, on I, I, rising child no, abuse numbers. You can manipulate crime
1: statistics. No, I promised I wouldn't have a tattoo of that gotcha journalist. Hang
0: into the National Party's no, no, attack line there
2: no,
3: that it would be a resignation offence if I didn't deliver tax reduction.
1: It, it, yeah, I'm not worried about it at all. That's,
0: Nothing I in there on. that sits with you perfectly fine. That's what,
4: we're,
0: that's what we're focused on.
4: Whatever happens in politics, the weird, the wonderful, the important, the thought provoking, we got you.
0: Listen to Tova wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to your first ever Fun Fact Friday, producer Jono.
1: This is so weird because normally I know what both of your fun facts are before we do this segment to make sure that we haven't doubled up, although one day I will just let you both use the same one for for my own amusement.
0: But we also tell you to get affirmation, like, this, is, this, is this a winner or is this not?
1: Yeah, of course. And I tell you both that it's the best fun fact I've ever heard in my entire life.
0: I know, you're a very good parent.
1: I am, I am. <laughs> anyway, uh, do you want to go first?
0: I shall. Fun fact. Mm. Eggplants are berries.
1: How? I don't <laughs> like berries and I like eggplants, so that doesn't make any sense.
0: Eggplants are berries. So that means they're a fruit. So fruits that come from a single flower, like eggplants and even cucumbers, are classified as berries.
1: A cucumber <laughs> is not a berry. That is bullshit.
0: We only treat them as veggies when we're cooking with them, because they're savoury. What savory. else do
1: I do with them?
0: <laughs> so I might start chucking like, a bit of eggplant in my morning
1: smoothies, add a little bit of berry. Actually, like I, because they kind of have that creamy texture when you cook them, right? So that's mm. not a silly mm. idea, actually. That is a very fun fact. I enjoy that a lot. I like a food fun fact.
0: Yeah.
1: Alrighty. You, you have a dog, right?
0: I have a dog, yes.
1: You know how some people are allergic to animals? Yes. Well, some cats are allergic to people.
0: Aren't all cats allergic to people? They just
1: hate people in <laughs> general. <laughs> that, that's different to being allergic. That's just be yeah, that's just being horrible. So they get the sniffles. So they're technically not allergic to, like, us because we wash and clean, so we don't shed mm. as much hair and skin. They're, they can be allergic to like our soaps and our moisturizers ah, and fragrance. So yep, some yep, cats yep, yep, can yep. have allergic reactions to their owners.
0: Oh my gosh. That reminds me of the time in high school when someone wore a new perfume, then everyone in the class had an allergic reaction to it because it was like an antihistamine required perfume.
1: <laughs> was it one of those like horrendous Britney Spears fragrances or something? Yeah
0: so and everyone had like tears streaming down their face so this is how I imagine cats react just to humans it's like just a waft of the smell and it's like Pump up the antihistamines now. That is a very fun fact. I really enjoyed that.
1: Anyway, um, we will put up the Instagram story so you guys can vote and tell us which one was the best fun fact. Eggplants are apparently berries and some cats... Not
0: apparently they are. No. Do not take away from my fact,
1: mister. Apparently. And some cats are allergic to people. So you tell us... Apparently. (laughs) You tell us which one of those fun facts is funner. But I believe for your Friday morning, that's newsable.
0: I think it is. That's Newsable for today. I'm Imogen Wells.
1: And I'm Jono Williams. You have a bloody good weekend, New Zealand.
0: If you liked listening to this pod, help us make more like this. Visit stuff.co.nz
1: slash support.